0: On a message, uh, speak on a message that titled "Escape from Financial Hardship." Escape from financial hardship. Amen. God is able. Amen. Father, we thank you, Spirit of the Living God. We, we thank you. Thank you for coming to us. Thank you for revealing this the son the father to us so that we can have life and have it more abundantly speak spirit of the living God take the blinders off our eyes so we can know and understand your word thank you father in Jesus name Amen Amen you know as a a young Christian I I went through a, a horrible experience uh, with my pastor that stayed with me and it took me a real long time you know to be free from it my friend Timpy uh, Brown calls it first truth even though I rejected it later it took me a while to really move away from it so he didn't take him he didn't say directly that it was okay to be poor but he made it so clear that it was not okay to be rich <laughs> and uh, he constantly spoke on that it was like the 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 poorer you get the more like Jesus you look and uh, that sank into me I mean just to give you an example I just got through what they call uh, advanced level that's after high school you spend like two years which is like your junior college and I got good grades I was supposed to go to college that was the next step I was a young man, just got saved, about 22 years old, and uh, my pastor told us, preached almost every Sunday in those days, it was wrong to go to school, it was wrong to obey, to improve yourself, it was against God's law to go to university, in the university that's where they teach uh, about the universe and the world, you need to stay in church where you learn the Bible and that's it, so you don't go to school. And I thought to myself, whoa, what am I going to do? I mean, how old I got was high school degree. And I was supposed to live my life with a high school degree. You know the end result of that, poverty. And I knew it, but I, knew, I didn't know better. So I stayed with this man for about two and a half years, listening to him. With my heart really fighting and thinking, what should I do? Many of the things I went through as a Christian in my early years, and you can talk to Mercy. They even put me in chains, my family. They were mad. They said, your family, you know what family you're from in this country? You can't do this. You got good grades, you go to college. I said, no. No college. So you're going to be poor? Yeah. I had... I had. I had uh, Christian brothers, if you go to their homes uh, no furniture and they were proud of it. It was new life to me. I mean they sat on the floor and ate their bread, breaking bread from house to house. We were holy. (laughs) And these other guys that didn't sit on the floor, uh, they were worldly and they have no place in the kingdom of God. And we sat, but that was the funny thing is my 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 uh pastor allowed me to teach in high school, and I brought the money from the world and gave him tithe from the high school, and he told me not to go to school, you know. And I couldn't understand it with my young mind I had he it true? You can't God doesn't want you wealthy. Let me tell you this God cannot benefit in any way from anyone's poverty poverty is not a virtue poverty will not make you look more like Jesus but that's the line that the devil is sown and I'm gonna share from God's word to let you know why the enemy wants you to believe that you can never be wealthy because he will distract you from God, he says. And it, won't. it will cause you to have more problems than you want. The love of money. Uh, money is the root of all evil. How many of you heard that scripture? Money is the root of all evil. No, the love of money is the root of all evil. But the enemy doesn't want you. So people quote that the money is the love, they go backwards, you know, money is, 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 is the source of all evil. But no, it's the love of money. The reason why God wants us to be set apart financially in these very dark times. The prophetic word is very clear. That when a people turn away from God, He takes their wealth away from them. Yes. Yes when they turn their eyes from God and they start pursuing after things and start pursuing after money and pursuing after connections and people that they know in power, so that they can have wealth they have no time for God no time for the house of God they begin to change their ways of thinking they forsake God and God says I'm going to get your attention and one of the ways he does it he makes them suffer famine in their lives You see, the prophetic word is heaven's agenda for the earth. The prophetic word is heaven's agenda for the, world, for the earth. And the agenda is, if you don't pay attention to God, I'm going to make you suffer. But if you pay attention to God and you give me all your life and everything, all your attention, then you can truly enjoy life on the earth. So when people turn away from the Lord, things change, and you can see what's happening in the United States today, and all over the world. There's been a significant, a significant turn of events. Many have lost their jobs, and many more will in the future. And everyone is wondering, you know, holding back, and the government is trying to make people spend, but people have become conscious. Think about it. The president doesn't know what to do to reverse it. Congress doesn't know exactly what to do to reverse it. China used to grow, the economy used to grow, but now many of them have been laid off. They don't know what to do. What brought it on? How come these smart people cannot change it? The prophetic word is heaven's agenda for the earth. So how are you going to escape this financial hardship, this serious turn of events financially? How are you going to avoid it? How can you escape from this financial hardship? I'm glad you asked that good question. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 31 through 33, the Bible tells us how you can escape it. If you will take this medicine, you will escape it and you will escape it from, for life. And let me let you know this if you will tag onto this and refuse to let, God will so bless you that you will never be able to recover from his blessings all your life. And this is what the prophetic word says. Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? You do all of this when things are difficult. For after these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. You see, the Gentiles are seeking all of these things. The Gentiles are killing, cheating, lying, doing all kinds of things. They said that's the way of the world. There are two kinds of riches. Worldly riches and the riches that God gives. The Gentiles are pursuing after that with everything that they have. Right now, they are really worried. They are calculating. They are looking at their savings. They are looking at their retirement. They are worried about this. Jesus told us, don't worry saying. Don't say those things. What shall we wear? Don't worry at all. If you are seeking the kingdom of God, you cannot be in worry. Seeking God first... What's going on? (laughs) Seeking God first will make you worry-proof. There is no need to worry. So all you have to do is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Notice, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Two things to do. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. You already saved. So that's you as a believer. The first thing to do is seek the promotion of the kingdom of God seek to promote the kingdom, you got these tracks now this morning you got those we we right now we we have paid for television programming in Nigeria for the first three months we bought a camera here we're talking about putting on the lights we're not trying to show the world that we this is what we can do, we want to win souls we want to promote the kingdom of God We want to bring people into the kingdom. We want to plant churches all over that place. We want to do it. From here, we can do it. We can send people over there and do the work over there. So we want to be on television. We have already paid for a land in Nigeria to build on. We want to build a church there. We have a pastor that is going to work with us. You see, people don't seek the kingdom of God if, they, if, 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 if if something is taking you out of the house of God Think about it Is that God's will? Is that what you want for your life? Because if you seek man and work and all of those things And you forget the kingdom of God Then you will one day begin to worry Seek first the kingdom of God If it's going to take me away from the house of God I don't want it you can keep that if you will make that sacrifice just like Pastor West you know mentioned in in his reading you remember what uh, 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 Solomon did Solomon was a king when he got it he says he my father was a very spiritual man David wrote the Psalms he knew God he was a great warrior And look at me, I'm just a little boy. How do I can run this kingdom after my daddy? God, I had no wisdom. He was just thinking on that, but he loved God and he wanted to do something. And in the scripture, Pastor was read, he wanted to make sacrifice for God. They they built the temple. All of that time he was building the temple and all of that. He was thinking, I need wisdom from God. He was seeking after God running the kingdom, his main thing, build his temple. And on the day he sacrificed, you heard the word, 22,000 bulls. That's a lot of meat. 120 sheep. That's a lot. This guy was so excited. God didn't have him. You can have them. And what he was doing, there were people from all over the land. He was rich, he gave them everything. They do the sacrifice, they burn the fat to the Lord, but somebody's got to eat some of the meat, right? Everyone was eating, they were having fun, they were praising God. God was good. Guess what God did? He appeared to him that night. And he said, what do you want? The same night, God appeared to him. When he gave everything to God, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek to pursue. If they need something, what do you need, Pastor? What do you need? Do we need to put lights on? You got the money? How many have even thought about going to your savings? They need that work. It's yours or God? who, Who do you want to choose first? When you put God first, I'm going to my savings. We need that light. We need to do this. Let's get it done. How much does it cost? I'm going to pull the money out of my savings. I'm telling you, if you will do that from your heart, things will change. God will never forget. That was your savings. See, you did that for me? Okay. With the measure that you give, it will be measured back to you. Your savings is not important. It's important to you and the work of God. God knows that and you become worry-proof you will never worry another day for what you will eat or what you will wear the car that you will drive if you do that with all of your heart otherwise that book is no good I'll take a page from my Bible but God meant what he said the Bible tells us in Proverbs 10 verse 22 the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it, period. When God, when you, if you go to your savings and you do that, guess what, you, what will come upon your life? God's blessings. Guess what the end will be? Riches. That's the spiritual law that you need to understand. <laughs> Works every time when God has chosen to bless you guess what the outcome will be you'll be rich there are two kinds of wealth riches the one that comes from the world that sorrow is added to it you know of those that are rich in Hollywood they keep changing husbands and wives right that's sorrow to their wealth that's the wealth from the world but the wealth that God gives to you no sorrow your children will be doing well. Hardly sickness will come into your home because God says mm, you can't make you can't steal from my child. I need that person to give that money to the house of God and not to the doctor in the hospital. So he, he blocks sickness away from your home. They'll have symptoms of disease, but, but nothing that's going to be taking a lot of money from never. He won't let that. I will take sickness. Away from the midst of you, God said I will escape to escape the hardship financial hardship God wants to do that I'm going to give four reasons why I believe that God wants to set apart his people financially especially in a situation like we're going through now I don't have to be worried about any of those things I have told myself and I'm praying to the Lord for this year for my for my family I'm believing God for a million dollars to come into our home in 2009 yes I'm believing God for it how he's going to do it I don't know and I don't care But if I have to sow in that work in Nigeria, I will, I'm not going to hold back. You know, I don't want any of you to give more than our family. Yes. If you do it and Irina tells me, I'll get jealous. She knows to keep it. I'm kidding. Give everything. You have a short time to live. Remember? On this earth. I hold nothing back. I do everything for my God. When you decide, at the day you decide, no more, I'm going all the way for God, you may have a dream that night. It may, it may not be the dream, Solomon's dream. A man said, God, I've read this thing, some man, you know, God gave him an invention. He was not an engineer, nothing of that nature. And God gave him in his dream a machine. And he put everything out, drew everything. A true story. He's a multimillionaire now. He took it to these um, people, guys working, and he says, engineers, he said, look at that. They said, where did you get this? We've never seen a machine like this ever in our entire life. And he laughed. <laughs> uh, God gave me in my dream. They said, what did you say, sir? <laughs> he said, well, God gave, showed me in the dream. He we was stunned. All of this, the capacitors and all of that, God gave you in a dream. He said, he laughed. Yes, God just gave me in a dream. He said, we've never seen a machine like this. God can give it to you. If you give everything to him. Some of you have inventions in your heart or a business idea in your mind, but you're still afraid. You know why you are afraid? You haven't given everything to the Lord so everything is depending on or dependent on your wisdom and whether it will work or not but if you have decided I am crucified with Christ it's no longer I who lives I'm living for my God then you step out He will walk with you why do I believe God wants to set you apart financially? four reasons, the first one is the prophetic word the prophetic word of God and I'm going to go into that this morning what that prophetic word is, is God wants to set you apart from the rest of them because he made you the light of the world and the salt of the earth this earth will not survive without you if you disappear they will go into total darkness that's what God is saying and in the area of finances you are the light in the area of relationships you are the light in the area of raising children you are the light in your marriage you are the light in your education you are the light head and no tail above and never beneath that's what the word of God says you are the light of the world let me let you know this. I've tried it during the day when it's really bright. If you put on the light, take the curtains off, and the rays of the sun come, come saying, Well, you turn on the light. You probably walk into that home without noticing that the light's on. It's light. But at night, a little light is seen from the outside. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2 and 3. The Bible tells us here, For behold, the darkness, the darkness shall cover the earth. The prophetic word, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light. To whose light? To your light. And kings to the brightness of your rising. Kings will come to the brightness of your rising. Notice what the word says. For behold, the darkness. The article there, the word the. He's saying it's a programmed darkness. It's not a darkness. It's the darkness shall cover the earth just as is happening today all over the world they are suffering financial hardship he's covered the earth china is suffering united states suffering in england france people are rioting and revolting against what's happening nobody has an answer for it the deep darkness upon the people but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. You know the word glory? Moses asked to see God's glory, and God said, I will show you my goodness. I will let my goodness pass by you. God's goodness. Amen. Amen. The Gentiles shall come to you, to your light. And kings the brightness of your rising. You know, when I read that, the brightness of your rising, I remember the Rick Warren. You Remember Rick Warren? Read his testimony. He had a heart for God. I watched him on the day of the inauguration. Remember that? He was, a, you know, most people would consider him a Republican. He was a, a Democratic president. He says, I want that man to pray. And I've heard all of them pray in the name of God. I usually turn the television off after that. I don't want to listen to this man. It's got to be the name of Jesus. And listen to his prayer. He didn't care. He knew the whole world was watching. The man could care less. He said, it's Jesus who saved my soul. Only in his name. I was about to kick that television and dance a little bit in the house. I mean, I was so excited. I felt good. Yes, brother, give it to them. Let the Muslims watch this. Amen. He could kill us. He loved this God. He's got this opportunity. But more than that, as I read his testimony, he said, I didn't realize I was going to be this wealthy. I was just writing a book to help my fellow believers and to help people and all of a sudden his rising came amen the moon started pouring in and all the presidential candidates now they recognize this rising star amen he had the first debate right remember that they both wanted to go there and debate and the pastor is murdering debate is that not unusual a pastor he used to be the newsman right night was a pastor and the kings are coming to the pastor why because they have seen his star rising and shining brightly when you make God number one and refuse to be afraid of what people think deep darkness over the people but the Lord will arise upon you amen and the Gentiles will come to your light. You have to realize this. If you want to know how important you are to the, to the Lord, to the scheme of things on the earth. According to Romans chapter 8, verse 19, it said the earnest expectation of the creation. The earnest expectation of the creation, the whole creation waits eagerly for the manifestation of the sons of God. The revealing of the sons of God. The whole creation is waiting for you to shine. Amen. The earnest expectation of the creation waits eagerly For the rising of the people of God. And we have believe this stupid lie. We let the world have all the money and they control us and tell us what to do. We tell them what we want to do. Amen. That's why God wants to separate us. So we got no need. We can help. They need us. We don't need them. Amen. When they say, we'll give you this and we'll put some laws and we'll have to give you rules. Okay, keep your money. We don't need that. We'll continue to do the work of our God. Amen. The whole, you see, God wants to separate his children. Especially in times of difficulty. He knows that it's the time for you to shine so that people's attention will be turned back to Him. They see what's going on in your life. They see your children doing well. They see that you don't have any problems with your education. They see that your family is okay. Your relationships are good. Your children are hardly sick. Your car is looking good. Amen. (laughs) Not the drying of pinto or you know breaking down every corner you turn. <laughs> and you're saying, Glory to God, but you know you are almost crying because you can't get to work early. God wants to separate his children. He's always been like that. He wants his children blessed, separate, and he wants you to be the light, let them look to you. He did that in Egypt. When he brought the plagues down on Egypt. Why? He says, let my people go. I need them. Let them go. And if you don't, I'm going to punish you for it. And he sent plagues into the land. And you think, well, God sent plagues into the land, and they all have to suffer the plague. God says, look, I'm going to make a distinction between my people and your, you, the rest of you. You suffer the plagues and the darkness and all of that. But in the land of Goshen, where my people are, none of those things. And that's the same country, the same place. You have all the frogs and everything in one part of the land. And this little place in the midst, nothing goes in there. Because God is, wants his people different. They are suffering hail, storms, killing their animals and killing everything in the field. And God said, not my people, you got a great thunderstorm, hail and all of that, fire running on the, on the ground, and then you have a little place called Goshen, and nothing like it is happening. God said, and I'd like you to turn with me to Exodus chapter 8 verse 22. It will be on the screen, you can write it down and check it out later. He says, and in that day I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, wherever his people are dwelling, that no swarms of flies shall be there. You know what flies are? Flies represent decay. Nothing will decay in my people's lives. I will set them apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell that no swarms of flies shall be there in order that you may know you Gentiles I want you to know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land in other words I'm separating my people from may God bless you today in the name of Jesus and may you never ever recover from God's blessings upon your life amen amen may you never May God make you a millionaire. If you're struggling with just hundreds, may God turn that into thousands. It's important that the children of God have. I'm going to share you from the word of God. It is important that God's people have money. You don't lie to me. We want to be on television in Nigeria. Should I just tear my Bible and give it to the uh, television manager? You can have this and let us have our programming. He asked me, why are you giving me this stuff? I need money, not your Bible pages. Right? I need money. We need the money to get God's work done. Second reason. The reason why I believe God wants to bless you, and this is very important. Because this is what God did for Jesus himself. And if God will do this for Jesus to keep him, who are you? The second reason is that God wants you to have abundance in your life as an instrument to help you make the right choices in the times of temptation. He wants you to have so you make the right choices make the right decisions when difficult times come he did that for the life of, of, of Jesus you know supernatural provision is one of God's instrument one of God's instruments to keep his people clean amen It's one of God's instruments. And and you can see this in Isaiah chapter 7. And I'm going to close with this. Verse 14 and 15. Please read carefully and understand what God is saying. So you don't fight against God and his word. You know, a lot of people believe that Jesus was poor. And please, let this go first. Jesus was poor. But let me show you something. Sometimes we read scriptures, we don't think very much. We just we just read and just go by. Well, assume that Jesus was poor. Well, if you are able to invent something that nobody else is seeing, will you be poor? If everybody needs, it. well, Jesus was a carpenter. You know that. He was a carpenter until he got to be thirty, huh? Do you think any carpenter can ever exist in this world that's better than that than Jesus in inventing things that no one is seeing? comfortable for life, when you see something, uh, oh, when you're, you know, in your computer, a uh, Wii, a Wii program or whatever, when it came out, you know how everybody was rushing out to get the Wii? And I stood, I saw and I said, kids, you are not going to get the Wii in this year. I mean, I'm not standing on the line. It was a new invention, right? Everybody wanted it. And they were asking for $500 at that time. And people were not want to stand in line to give you $500 of my money. But they were collecting it from people. <laughs> Think about Jesus. A carpenter like no other. I'm sure everybody's going around, I thought Jesus, boy, he's so good. <laughs> Amen. Tell him to make me a new kind of chair like he made for that fellow. Where did he go? Where did he get all of these ideas? eh? Think about it. You think he was poor? You're kidding yourself. Poor compared to what he was before he came here. Yes. Even the soldiers were fighting for his jacket. Amen. They said, we can't hear this. Only one person. This is too good. No saints, You can't tell where the same were. I mean, it was such a beautiful garment. Can you, you know, Irina is the one that I trust to keep the money for the church, okay? And she's good. Amen. I ask no questions. But you have a treasurer that is stealing from you, and you knew it. Most bosses will get in that treasurer's face, I know you're stealing my money, and fight. Please don't steal enough to put us out of business. Judas was having fun with everything that came in. And you know Jesus, I mean, you know Jesus knew about it, right? He never confronted the guy. They had enough to go. I mean, they had enough. Amen. And you call somebody who is going to multiply five loaves of bread to feed 5,000 people, you call that person poor. Are you crazy? he wasn't poor. Amen? Isaiah 7 uh, 7, verse 14 and 15 Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. How many remember that scripture? A virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall be called and and shall call his name Emmanuel. That's Jesus. God is with us. Now look at the scripture I want you to to see. Cards, that's butter. Cards and honey, he shall eat. Why? That he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. You need butter and honey. God says the land flowing with milk and honey. He's not talking about just drinking milk and drink, you know, honey. That's not what he's it a land with abundance, and he's saying about his son that when he comes, a virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. That son, Jesus, must eat butter and honey. Why? That he may know to refuse. The evil and choose the good. So butter and honey is needed for him to know. If Jesus needed that, who are you? God wants you to have abundance. To set you apart. He's part of his divine plan. To have you set apart clean for him. To know how to choose between good and evil. Amen? Amen? So, this morning, I want you to start expanding your mind. Don't look to man. Stop chasing after men and employment and all of that stuff. Focus on the God who can make you wealthy. So that before pastor says, we need some lights, you ask pastor, how much, how much will the light cost? Say $1,000. He says, I'll give it to you next Wednesday night. And allow me to do a little dance on your behalf before the Lord. Amen. (laughs) Amen. This is going to be a year of great multiplication in the lives of the people of God at the Ark Fellowship. Get yourself ready. Get yourself ready to be blessed of God forget the past. What's happened in the past? Begin to think about what God has to do for you in the future. If you have not made a total commitment to Christ, to serve Him totally, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things they are chasing after is gonna come after you. Would you stand up with me this morning? How many will say to me this morning, I want to seek God's kingdom first? Yes, yes. Everybody in this place. You know, part of that is winning souls. Part of that is talking to people who don't know Christ. Part of that is giving to your tithe. It's so important. I don't argue with people, if you say tithe is not in the New Testament, then give above your tithe, which is 10%. That's okay with me. <laughs> But give to God's work. Minimum 10. 10%. We, they, our church is never going to be in need. and will, God will always always supplied from the very beginning. This is for your good. Settle your heart to follow after God. Those of us that will go, go to God and completely give, would you raise your hands again before the Lord this morning? Especially if you are a part of one that's been holding back from God, you're a little afraid. Say, God, I'm no longer afraid. I'm giving everything to you. I'm going to give everything to you, God. I'm ready now. I always remind the Lord in this house, I said, God, you said your people will be ready in the day of your power. I said, God, today is the day of your power. We are ready. Say it with me. I'm ready. Yes, thank you, Lord. Father, today I ask that you bless your people. And Lord, again, I say that they, may they never recover from your blessing. Everyone that set his or her heart to follow after God, to make sacrifices to God. Let them never, ever recover from the blessings of God upon your lives. The blessings of the Lord, it makes one rich and does not add sorrow to it. Encourage the hearts of your people here this morning. Fill us with your zeal to do your work. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm going to ask our prayer partners to please come here. If you have been struggling in your life financially, I need God for a breakthrough this morning. There is anointing present because of the word today that's been spoken that's going to break that up for your life. You won't know what direction and how God is going to do it, but I need you to obey. Prayer partners, please come down. And if you are that person you need a breakthrough financially or you need to commit your life totally to the Lord so he can walk in your life, please come up. We're waiting for you. Come up. Come on, come on. That's okay. You need a financial miracle in your life. You need a change of direction. You are saying, God, I'm going to go all the way. Angela, please come up here. Pray with somebody, please. Thank you, Jesus. also if you are seeking the body and you need prayer please come up let them pray with you